on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, take the quiz. Is it a pharmaceutical company, a drug, or a demon? And are you ready for Christmas? What's in your Devil's Trap sack? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're talking season five, episode 20, The Devil You Know. Or is it or not? I don't know. You don't know me. You don't know me. I don't know you. That's my purse. Anyways, what's going on? We know Uh, that's that's eventually where that goes. So just jump jump over things. So Mm -hmm. what's up with you? Um, just getting ready for, getting ready for Christmas. That's, that's our world here. The holiday season is in full swing and, uh, doing Christmassy activities. Went and saw a bunch of lights at Fair Park in Dallas the other night and saw some music this weekend. Got together. We had a holiday luncheon with our car club and, uh, getting ready to shut offices down for the holidays. Ready. Got to get back on my must-watch Christmas movie and holiday movie list. I'm not complete with it yet, but I have checked off a few things. Uh, Santa Claus series on Disney Plus was very enjoyable, in my opinion. Um, Santa Claus is is what it's called, but I, I is that the Tim it. Allen one? It is. Okay. They made a series. It's like a six oh, they did mini series. Oh, but I love those movies. So okay then. So I'm biased, but yeah. And, um, I got my, my Emmett Otter jug band shirt on. So, um, I'm going to make sure I watch that. I haven't watched it yet this year, but it's an annual favorite. I've already watched Elf and cried. So I'll have to do that at least one more time. I got 30 minutes through Elf now. So like I'm further along. (sighs) Love it so much. And then something happens. Like, I think like the... The plane, like the connection, stopped, and then I got distracted mm. by something shiny, and then I watched something else. Damn it! It's so good. It makes me so happy. I'll finish it one day. One day. Oh, Is so that good. like you not be having, never having seen Pretty Woman? Yeah, but like that sounds depressing. What a, a movie about a prostitute, like getting picked up by a John in the streets of Hollywood, sounds depressing. I mean, it sounds like it could be depressing. Yeah, like I think there's some dark under. She shops. There. She shops in it. I mean, so I like that's shopping. Cool. And she wears but... a pretty dress, and she does Julia Roberts things, like goes boo or whatever the fuck she does. Noted. I did yeah, enjoy but... in the new movie with her and George Clooney, where someone I think was said that she looked like a very pretty horse, and it was like not wrong. Very pretty horse. Not a bad thing. Wow. Horses are pretty. They're pretty. But yeah, so, uh, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. How about you? You you had a little mini trip. Yes, I just uh, jaunted to Vegas. There was a couple on the shuttle to 
the airport who were also going to Las Vegas, but not on my flight. They were on American and I was flying the Greyhound to the skies. And and I had some bitching, bitching seats in the Greyhound of the Skies. I'll get back to them in a second. But first, like on the way out, I had the exit row where like the person with seven mm-hmm. foot long legs could sit. Mm-hmm. And normally I I feel like an asshole taking it. But the other like there was an asshole couple of like business dudes who wanted to sit by each other who took the other one. So fuck them. Yeah. So I took that one. And then on my way back, I was in the exit row where next to you, you're next to that seven foot long space. Yeah. And nobody sat next to me even though it was a full flight. So I had the entire row, like a queen Damn. first class of Southwest. Let me tell you, but so yeah. this couple, the male portion of it was apparently being shipped off to somewhere. Um, he was going overseas and then she was like, okay. Oh, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. And he was like, yeah, you can say that I'm going overseas to blah, blah, blah. And then she says, Oh, so he leaves on January and she he like names the day and he is like, okay, maybe you should just stop talking now. And then they tell the shuttle driver and consequently me, since I'm also on the shuttle, that yeah. they are just going to Vegas for 12 hours. So they were flying to Las Vegas, which is a two hour and 45 minute, two, three and a half hour minute flight, depending on headwinds, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> to go to Vegas, go fuck around. And then come back. They were also drinking out of a flask on the shuttle. They were quite, quite young. Like, they were going to get carded to drink. But I'm just like, damn, I wish I had. It's like, I'm going to get there and go to sleep. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I remember a time where I would have had energy for shit like that. I remember that. No, the flight got, my flight got in at around like 10 o'clock. Which pretty much went to bed. Because that's what you do, right? They must have found a deal. No, I don't think they had a hotel room. I think they. No, I know. I mean, they must have found a flight. Well, deal. no, she <laughs> said like they're they're just doing this until he deploys. That they're like taking like short trips. Wow, that's a thing. That's the thing. So they did that. And uh, so, yeah, that was fine. And then I've got some some holiday shenanigans of my own that are going on this week. And one of the groups of friends that I'm going out with, they are the ones that I went to the UK with. In our group text, apparently not all of us were reading this text, the, reading the text messages. Uh, my friend Kelly was listening to them on the phone and we were talking about a video. So apparently this is the conversation that he was hearing on there. It's amazing and amazing in all caps. And then Julie. Yay. It took me so fucking long. I am so over it. Larry, that is the best thing ever. Kelly. I'm driving right now, so I can't see any of this, but the voice and spelling out for me, so wow, am I curious. I replied, it's a penis. Then Julie replied, ha ha ha, I can't wait to give it to him. I hope he sobs like a baby. And yes, that too refers to my penis. 
Uh, I will I will oh, post a screenshot of that. Um, but that was a conversation that we had about a, yeah. a Muppet that was made uh, inspired by the Muppets that I made for my friends. So I'm glad this is becoming a thing. Uh, I was asked to make the Muppet. I said, no. I was asked okay. to help make the Muppet. I said, here is a list of links. And it was a very detailed list of links, that, but they were a list of links that were made for my friends. Um, small brown niece so you know a, a different you know a different, different sort of muppet but i was like i'm sure you can make this work this was for a right. small tiny child who is the yeah. child is amazing uh hopefully one day she will get her muppet and will bring her much joy she like she also loves tuna uh which is tina's muppet so anyways muppets 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 yes and I will bring this back around to I have not watched them up at Christmas Carol, which is oh. mine. I but I watched that with my mom. So okay. typically we will because they will watch it when I'm there because they cannot figure out how to make things happen on demand. So yeah, we will watch. That's, that's oh, I haven't watched that one in a couple of years. It holds I up. Need to get that one back. There's I a couple of songs in there that are meh, but the rats yeah. make it worth it it's it's a very fine example of of muppetry nice well, i mean emma otter is a muppet it production is as well it is jim also a muppet production is a jim henson and then uh scrooge is high on my list too that i need to add in there before. i think it's time for me to watch scrooge this year i haven't watched it in a bit i think i think i'm gonna watch that it makes me happy even if bill murray's kind of a dick in real life is he? But I've also heard nice things. I've heard it's been real bad lately. Well, he's know. old. We'll fuck see. it. Like, let him be an yeah. asshole. Like, <clears throat> oh, if yeah. I was that old and I was still famous, I'd be fuck off. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> pay me what it. you owe me. I've been really nice mm -hmm. to you guys for a very long time. I'm over this shit. It's all time. Yeah. <sighs> you do you, you, Bill Murray. You do you. Okay. So this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I just feel like I'm still slightly affected by 2020 to really engage well with an episode about, um, ep you know, epidemics. But it's and, it's um, not the whole vaccines and no, it's not. I'm just teasing. But that part I was watching, I'm like, son of a bitch, I can't watch this shit. But no, um, no, it wasn't the whole episode for sure. But when you're going into it, you're like, fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. But there is also, a, <laughs> you don't even know. So this episode was titled, as Diana said earlier, The Devil You Know, which mm -hmm. could be a reference to the saying, the better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I don't know why I feel like this has to be like a Jewish mom from Jersey, but I kind of do. You know, it's like the devil you know. But uh, it also was the name of an album by the band Heaven and Hell, which I did not know. Thank you, Supernatural Wiki, for teaching me a little bit of metal mm -hmm. history. Uh, Heaven and Hell was a band made up of Ronnie James Dio, uh, era Black Sabbath. So... Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, right. There also was a dance pop trap called Better the Devil You Know by Kylie Minogue. Is it Minogue or Minogue? Uh, Minogue. I don't know. 
Do the locomotive with me. I know she's like very popular in other places. So this was episode 20 of season five. We are very nearing the end of a lot of storylines and arcs because, you know, there's it's 20. <laughs> there's only mm-hmm. two episodes left. It's a lot. This first aired April 29th, 2010 and was written by Ben Edlund and directed by Robert Singer. So good good group behind it which is why i think the dialogue in this episode is on point it's so good also it's a crowley episode so you know i'm automatically gonna be you know happy yeah and maybe in my pants but you know so it's it's a very good crowley episode too like i think it's one of the ones that makes like kind of made me sit up and go ooh. Right. Yeah, and and so this is, I think, really the first episode that I see engagement with Crowley, right? Like, we've met him, but, okay, like, okay, we met Crowley, that's nice, and that was about it. So this is the first time we really get engagement there. So that's kind of a fun thing, for sure. Um, yeah. So. And we start off in a very, very distressing area, and it's, oh, fuck, man, it's a lab. And it's not even just a lab, it's a lab with four things in cages. Oh, yeah, we've got rats and monkeys and things in cages. We've got a janitor and two scientists walking around. And they're talking about epidemics and profit grabbing and human trials for vaccines. So that's fun. Um, and um, But they're talking about how they haven't even nope, seen the new not vaccine. relatable at all. Nope. Nope. Totally fiction. fiction. I was like about to throw my notes and walk out when they said that. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. Like, 2010 i know i know profits so fucking profits yeah. yeah anyways um so they're talking about the, the time two scientists are discussing they haven't even seen the new vaccine but the janitor pipes up with that he has which that's concerning um and then he continues that he's running the experiment and they stabs one of the scientists in the neck with a syringe and that scientist collapses uh, and then he backhands the other one. The monkeys are very upset by this turn of event. Uh, and the janitor just says, relax, you're part of it too. Use this key card to leave. Locks them both in. Um, and the scientist that got the syringe to the neck gets up. And he's got really bad orange eyeshadow under his eyes now. <laughs> just kidding. It's, his eyes are all red. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of a thing. But you didn't pull You know, like, like, hey, Liz does right that now. look sometimes. Like, it's a it's a it's a look but he just needed a little bit of blending um i was like wait i think there may be orange under there right now but yeah also i mean i will say when he got jabbed in the neck like the first one like i wasn't mad i was kind of like i and i don't think the monkeys like maybe they were upset and maybe they're also like how do you like that bitch like how do you like being stabbed in the neck with a syringe does that feel good to you and then they were just like ah so look at the monkeys maybe from that perspective maybe they were celebrating Maybe they're celebrating and less terrifying. They're still terrifying. Maybe. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, he attacks, it's implied that he attacks the other, his scientist buddy that he was just talking to with his crazy red eyeshadow eyes. And then we get blood splatter. So and much blood splatter. Pity, pitter patter blood, blood splatter. splatter. And reminder, if you would like a pitter patter blood splatter, See, instead of without, without twisting the sticker, then you know, slide into Diana's DMs or the show's DMs. It's fine, Please. either way. Yeah. Uh, so, but the janitor is but just our... watching it, watching it's it. Creepy. It's kind of creepy. 
And guess what? He's a demon. Of course. And his eye, oh. we know this because his eyes flash black and he is just very happy that it's all working. And then we cut to the title screen and it's a very cool, uh, I really like this one. It was because it was like blood, like flowing through, through the letter Supernatural. It's a good, it's a good opener. Mm-hmm. So we've got our brothers talking to a doctor at a hospital and it's kind of like a waiting room scenario and a bunch of people in masks. And I'm once again, like what the heck is happening um anyways and basically you no know, what's happening uh, is people were sick and wearing masks at a hospital ah, well shocking. i'm just saying that the, to see a large scale number of people wearing masks is just very you know, yeah. familiar anyways mike uh but we get dean making a uh, michael jackson king of pop joke about it and then, um, anyways, and, and like, he oh, says yeah. too soon. And this was 2010. So had Michael died? Oh. That's what I was trying. I was like, was like the too soon reference was just because he'd done something else, or had he already passed? I know somebody is like beating on their their. I know their audio right out. now. They're like, you motherfuckers! How do you not remember? Yeah, he died in 2009. 2009 okay 2009 so, right. so yeah this one maybe less than a year after his death anyway terry hall died um, this week so cheer, you know cheers up to him anyway so uh back to back to mass and uh, fake cdc basically yeah so basically sam and dean are pretending to work for the cdc at this point and and doing but, a bang up job because apparently he they're not doing what she wants which i think is pretty much accurate you're doing an accurate they're talking to a doctor on the ground they're talking to a doctor on the ground and not doing what that doctor would like to see done noted fair um not you know listening to anyways so um the doctor is just like look we need a vaccine it's a type of flu there's no behavioral changes because the brother sam really wants to know and dean really wants to know if there's homicidal tendencies and the doctor's just like, no, it's a mild swine flu. You might be miserable for like a week off of work. It's nothing weird, except for we've had 70 cases in the last day and a half. It's the, quote, infectious equivalent of a briefcase bomb. Oh, you know what else was weird? Uh, what they did not notice, well, I guess they didn't, because they didn't see the end of last week's episode, that the gas station clerk was one of the people in the hospital waiting room. I did. I thought that was him. Yes. So, that was him. So that was mm-hmm. honestly, it was because that end of Puzzle. that week's episode were supposed to be the beginning of this week's episode, but they needed to fill time because they didn't have enough in that week's episode because they chopped from that one to put it into the week's episode before it. Oh, yeah. So it was a rolling problem. It was a rolling okay. thing. But then hmm. I think they they filled it out this time. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Well, the uh, doctor overhears the brothers talking off to the side where Dean makes a comment about a bunch of statues that started crying and they very poorly play this off. But basically she's just like, I need a vaccine. That's all I need. But, so. you know, and, and this is 2010, right? And I was thinking mm-hmm. if this was 2022 in a hospital and someone's like, oh, that's when the statues started crying. They The, the doctor would just be like, okay. Sounds right. I, Sounds about I, right. I, I, I don't think she would like. She never no longer be like a what. She'd just be like, oh, where were the? Where was that at? Was that like down in like Ohio? 
Okay. Anyways, not so yeah. uh, so we've got um, hauling ass and baby with Bobby on the speakerphone, and it makes Talking me nervous because about... the road's kind of wet, it's and they're driving really road. fast, like around those oh, curves. And I appreciate your driving, but I'm still a little like. If I was in the car, I would have been like holding on, like and doing like the fake break and being like, "Oh my god!" Shaking my head at you. So they're trying to find pestilence, and they're discussing why he would be just giving everybody the swine flu. It feels like soft serve, which is a gross mental picture. And um, but why is he using that when he has access to the Croatoan virus? And it's they've he's been through four towns that they know of right now, but they can't identify a pattern. Okay, and this is like one other thing though, like the Croatoan virus that he says they have access to. They keep saying that, but that was something that Gabriel constructed for Dean. I feel like that's problematic. I'm just saying. Like, we don't know if, like, the Croatoan virus was actually real. That was just something in the future that Zachariah had Dean see. So. But wasn't it also in the past? In the past, what they had was, like, basically just the word was, like, carved into something in town where people disappeared. Like, it had the other thing. So, I don't know. That's, it's just a thing. Like, maybe, like, I'm sure he can make up a Croatoan virus. He's pestilence. But still, anyways. That was my nerd comment. <clears throat> yeah. No, and like, well, I mean, I guess he has, it's a, since it's a theoretically a virus that exists, he would have access to it. I don't fucking know what pestilence is. I mean, I think he could do anything are. like with like yeah. sickness. I would, I would guess. I don't know. Yeah. So basically their instructions though, are just to keep driving East at this point. That's what they got just East and there's, they're in Western Nevada. So it's a long way to go East. Um, then I jump out of my skin because you hear a voice in the back seat says, say, I've got an idea. And <gasps> Crowley's in the back seat with them. Why does Mark Shepard never just like pop up in the back seat of my car? That would be spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dean slams on his brakes. Sam's trying to stab him with the demon knife, but he gone. And uh, nope, not gone. He just knocks on the window because they pulled to a stop and wants to chat. And Sam's just fucking pissed because he says that he knew, he's convinced that Crowley knew that the cult would not work on the devil and set them up and that they lost people on that mission because that's where Ellen and Joe died. Right. Mm. So Crowley's like, look, we're in this together. I can get pestilence. Um, but Sam's like, nope, don't want to deal. But Dean's thinking, thinks about it because Dean is just set on the mission. He's kind of, I think, I think, I think this is kind of where we're seeing a little like, um, I don't know, not a shift between the two, but I kind of think that this is a, like Sam's been very, the very practical mission driven sometimes in the past. And Dean's been a little bit like haywire. And I think we're seeing a, not a total like flip, but a little shift in their responses to things. Does that make sense? It does, and oh, I think yeah. you have you know part of that goes to the evolution of Dean from soldier to leader, then you know Hellboy, yeah. then back, and then Sam's just all whiny and bitchy, and then he like is you know got all addicted to blood and shit. It's very complicated. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. So, <clears throat> um, Crowley's like, look, I thought the cult was going to work. 
Nothing else changed. I still want the devil dead, but now the devil knows that, so I'm fucked. And he's also AKA very upset because buggered. they burned his house and ate his tailor. Yeah, that's not very nice. It's not very, very nice. Similar. And apparently the suits, uh, I forget the designer that they made them because it's menswear and I don't give a fuck about menswear. But apparently Mark Shepard really liked the suits that he was wearing in the episode and was upset that they kept getting destroyed. Aw. So, so much like he, this, I can understand why he'd be very upset that someone ate his tailor. Yeah. So he asks the brothers to go with him. Um, and we go to his own creepy squatter house. Yep. Yep. Definitely like a bad Airbnb choice. Like that's probably <laughs> not like on their super host. You know, if you go in, like, it probably some like, hey, we've got some pretty nasty bathrooms, which surprisingly have clean water in them, but it's cool. And we do have a fireplace that works if you're a demon. Right. And and Crowley is very sad about the lack of bouginess. I I don't I don't understand though because he's fucking Crowley, and he makes fire appear. So why can't he just be like? And like make the place look better on the inside. He does a lot inside. of fancy stuff. He does a lot of fancy stuff with just like a snap of his fingers or a boop, and so it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so he's saying that he had. A, he tells them that he had a tracking device on baby, and that's why they could find them. And it supersedes their hex bags, so he knows about the rings that he needs to collect. And not only that, because not only does his that magical coin allow him to track baby, it allows him to listen to their conversations. And oh my, the things mm. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated his oh my take there. And also, how fun would it be to have just like, if Sam and Gene Winchester were real, just a bug in their car? Some interesting... And bad. Man, but think of all the music you'd have to listen to. Oh my god, you'd have to listen to so much dad rock. It'd be great. It'd be great. So basically though, like Crowley is is like, look, I want in. I'm putting the devil in his box. I don't know why I find that amusing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Devil in his box. Also the name of my next album. (laughs) It's a little different from the SNL box. (laughs) Dick in a box. Devil in a box. You know. All right. Uh, so there we go. But um, he's like, look, I don't know where Pestilence is, but I know a demon who does. So he's basically the stable boy to the horseman. Let's let's go convince him to tell us. Yeah. And, and he cut. describes his job responsibilities. And that's not a stable boy. That's an executive no. assistant. He okay. is the executive assistant to the horseman. And yeah, from he runs there, out of yeah, it's just it. And he was like, look, we just need to like, I, you know, I will sell him because I am the world's best salesman. Yeah. So we cut to Nivius Pharmaceuticals. Nivius, Nivius is a Latin word and that means white or snowy. And we've got this executive giving his super speech to his board whatever of people saying that he doesn't want to hear weeks he wants to hear days and um they're talking about unprecedented distribution and you know the nation is terrified and they're still testing and blah 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 anyway we see the headline on the newspaper trigger warning says, trigger warning trigger warning yeah. <laughs> surgeon general says stay home 
Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. So basically he's talking about like the, 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 uh, I was amused by the one of his lines. He's like, well, there's a demand now. Where's my supply? Like, oh, nice little twist there, sir. Good meeting. Good meeting quip. But anyways, he wants. Yeah, this is not how you motivate your workforce. This is not no, how to, this is not how you be a good boss. This is what happens, you know, when, yeah, no, this is the, the way that I, I want to say it used to be. Go on, go on. Well, he gets yeah. challenged. He gets challenged in his little meeting about forcing this um, too quickly. And then he just leaves. He's like, nope. But the guy that challenged him, Mitchell, does come visit and wants to talk to Mr. Brady. Oh, but Mr. yeah, Brady. while he, while they're in there and he's like he's doing his like power play, there is a line where he says, do the best of someone better. Also, not how to motivate a workforce, but it's a telling line because it gets replay. It's a, a call response that comes in later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's also kind of a bitching line. Doing the best. It sounds like something like my dad would have said to me like when I got like a D. Do the best of someone better. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's slightly demotivating. Um, so, first, Mitchell's trying to apologize to Brady. But Brady stops him and says, no, no, I need guys like you. I have a position for you in communications. And then he grabs a bowl. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's what he means by communications. This is not good. That is a blood bowl. A blood bowl phone. So uh, he um, makes a reference to the managerial world being cutthroat. And the... Slits Mitchell's neck and you know, he cuts his throat. Razor. Yeah. He cuts his throat with a really fancy razor on this white, off white colored carpet. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the? If your slitting throats don't have white carpet, like what the fuck? Right? Like you at know, least like you know. I mean, like have a rug there or something. Like clearly, you had the bowl ready. Like you have thought yeah. this through. You know this is where you take your conference not calls, the first right? Time. Yeah, You're, yeah. This is not the first time you've had this amazing blood goblet because this is more of a goblet than a bull. And it's got these little heads that go around it in a a ring. And I kind of like it. So he goes into the bowl and he starts calling up pharma, naming pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. in order to call his boss. And at least that's, you know, what it sounds like. It's me. And now Diana, it's your turn to name some pharmaceutical companies. Okay. Well, you're not going to name some pharmaceutical companies. Okay. We're going to play a game and it's pharmaceutical company, drug, or demon. All right. So I'm going to give you a name and this Mm -hmm. name is going to be either the name of a legitimate operating pharmaceutical company or a legitimate pharmaceutical drug, something that you would take for something. Or a demon. And the demons all came from the Encyclopedia of Demons and Demonology by Rosemary Ellen Neely Guiley. Someday I'll learn how to say her name. Uh, So that's where they all come from. The other things came from the interwebs. All right. Got it. So you get the concept? Yeah, I think this is going to be really tough. And I'm not making any sort of commentary by saying pharmaceutical company drug or a demon. 
All right. Oh. Number one. And I can also give you spellings. The first one is Tolmar. T-O-L-M-A-R. Is that a pharmaceutical company, a drug, or a demon? I come out the gate and the demon. That is a pharmaceutical company. They manufacture high-quality topical products used in dermatology and extended release dosing forms of products commonly used in urology and oncology. So maybe huh. they're not completely evil. <sighs> All right. Number two. Azithral. A-Z-I-T-H-R-A-L. Azithral. Pharmaceutical drug. That is a drug. It is an antibiotic. It is used to treat respiratory tract infections and chlamydia. Huh. Noted. Good for azithral. All right. Number three. Multipurpose. Multipurpose. Focalore. Lonely winters. Sorry. Um, What was it? Number three is Focalore. F-O-C-A-L-O-R. I'm going to go with pharmaceutical drug. It's a demon. <sighs> Focal Lord does appear as a man with griffin wings and can oh. drown men in ships. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Number four. Adramelk. A-D-R-A-M-E-L-C-H. Adramelk. Adramelk. That's a demon. It is a demon. Yes. He is a chieftain of hell and also governor of the devil's wardrobe, which sounds like a pretty good position. I like it. I like it. It does. All right. All right. Number five, Lupin. L-U-P-I-N. That's not a professor. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to separate that i knew that's why i would throw you ah see so that makes me want to go to a demon automatically but i don't think it is damn it i'm gonna say pharmaceutical company it is it is in fact a pharmaceutical company um they just got an inspection report from the fda citing that they did not have the appropriate controls over their computer systems to ensure that changes in master production or records are only done by authorized personnel along with written procedures not being established to conduct annual reviews of records of safety with drug patches they also noted the site had 68 bags filled with shredded documents Hmm. Huh. That was just what the FDA noted. Number six, Antara. A N T A U R A. Antara. Drug. It's a demon. Actually, the Greek demon of migraine headache. So I'm, I double checked to make sure there was not actually a drug named Antara. Because I was like, nah, there's like someone had to have done this. Someone had to use that. Yeah. I, no. I expect like next like probably like next, next quarter. Well, as you watch this back and be like, I'll be watching like the game show network. The commercial will come on for like Antara, and mm-hmm. you know it'll help with your migraines, but have like the side effect of like vomiting blood or something. Yeah, that's always the fun part. It's the side effects. Side effect. <laughs> All right, number seven, Kedrion, K E D 
R-I-O-N. I am kind of sad that like battle rapper is in category because Kedrion, I think they could also be a battle rapper. Yeah. Um, Kedrion, I'm I'm torn. I think I'm gonna go demon though. That is a pharmaceutical company. They produce and distribute human plasma-derived medicinal products. A lot of things on their sites about collecting plasma. Okay. Kind of gross. Number eight. Istamet. I-S-T-A-M-E-T. Demon. That is a drug. It is used to control blood sugar levels in type 2 diabetes. Oh. All right. Two Hmm. more. Two more. Number nine, Vepar, V-E-P-A-R. See, I want to say pharmaceutical company, but I've said demon so many times in a row that I bet it's demon now. So I'm going to bet demon. That's how you took your SATs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I did find. So it actually is a demon, uh, sometimes spelled Separ, S-E-P-A-R, uh, appears as a mermaid and can cause a person to die in three to five days of wounds that putrefy and become filled with maggots. I did Gross. also see one of the uh, ways to cure that was with diligence. <laughs> so... Maybe if you diligently <gasps> clean out the maggots from your fucking yeah. wounds, you won't die from the demon Vepar. Yeah. Weird. Weird how that works. Weird. Yeah. Unless you're using the maggots to cure the wound. Like, like could yeah. you, like, have maggots, like, go in, like, against the other maggots? And, like, so, like, if you had the first ones that came in, like, could you bring in, like, a second pair to, like, battle them? Maggot battle? A maggot battle to, like, you get that demon out. I so would have been burned as a witch. All right. All right. Our last (laughs) question. You ready? Lydarek. L-I-D-E-R-C. Drug. That is a demon. Ah. Uh, That is a Hungarian demon. It is an incubus, a household spirit. It can masquerade as a lost lover or a husband, but you can tell that it is not your husband. No, it is a Lydurk because it will have one goose leg and foot that is trying to hide in his pants. So if like you're fucking (laughs) and it doesn't want to take one leg off. And so that like it's amazing. But yeah, that's how, how you that know, make, like, if it keeps the pant leg on. Oh no. You can also I don't but you could also tell, oh, like, you could also it could take the form of a featherless chicken that suddenly appears or is hatched from an egg that is carried in the armpit. Huh. So if you carry an egg in the armpit and then this featherless chicken comes out, which is that just like you know, like what you have like in the grocery store? Right? So just like that featherless chicken that like like pick up the whole one just like the with the head on it. Like that dancing around, like that's I that's guess. the demon. I like that you had to act that out though when he said it when he danced around for like yeah, wings if, out. If you if you watch the YouTube, you can see me doing my chicken dance, which is clearly how all those chickens act, right? That's I I I will say, like, I saw my first chicken with its head cut off when I was, like, seven, which is probably why I've been vegetarian for a number of years of my life, uh, off and on, because 
well traumatized. But they also dance as they're running with their heads cut off. And yes, that's a quiz. Uh, it is kind of frightening. It is. I didn't do very well on this one. My apologies. Yes. How dare you not be able to to, to, to tell the difference between a demon and a drug company? Uh, I mean, I watch a lot of television with bad, like garbage television. I see a lot of pharmaceutical ads. Well, I think I have one what's worse on is that. like how close they are to actual demonic names, and like it is. It's so you could literally you could interchange any of those with yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No questions asked. You mentioned the maggots cleaning out a wound. Um, we were flipping channels and watched part of an episode of Botched the other day, which I know you are aficionado of, and uh, Babe didn't know that they would still use leeches in situations like that sometimes. Oh yeah, it's on botched all the time. Ooh. Yeah, these leeches like on a no tip. Of I a bet I have like a whole job. season of botch coming up, like to catch up on. It's like Christmas. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Anyways. appreciate Ooh. that. So we're going to go back to not demons, but these amazing flies that apparently were a bitch to make, but they're really Ooh. awesome. And there's the also flies a lot that are coming out of the blood goblet, the, out of our blood goblet. And there's also a lot of clacking. There's just like this clack in the background from mm-hmm. whatever corporate shits on his desk, but they, apparently you can also use to communicate with hell. Not surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the desk balls. I thought those were so fucking cool. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, yeah. the silver balls. I thought those were so cool. This is because like you watch TV in the eighties and in that's, the, like, if you were a businessman, that's what you had on your desk. You had a clacking ball. If you're a, if you're a boss motherfucker, you've got the clacking balls on your desk. <laughs> and if I you have no clacking balls. About, we're talking, we're talking about the silver balls that hang from a little. You can look at fucking clacking balls if you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, I don't know. I refuse to explain clacking balls. <gasps> okay, it is in the fucking episode. All right, so go watch it the is. episode and see the clacking balls. All right, yeah. so so the clacking right. balls and flies are coming out of there, and he's just talking to his bowl, and. Yeah. You know, and he understands the fly language and the and the he bowls. Does. Like, are mm-hmm. the flies talking or is the bowl? Like, I was unclear whether there was just happened to be flies coming out while he was talking to the bowl, or if the flies were talking to him. I didn't feel like that was fully. It, that explained. was not that was not explained. I did appreciate his use of the word grotesque as a positive. Yes. That results yeah. have been grotesque. Yay! Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, but yes and, you know it's distribution is hard at the side but he will do the best of someone better mm-hmm. because you can't come back you can't possess them all it's so like Pokemon. you can you can't possess them all all right yeah. so we're gonna go from there back to our squat yeah back at back at crowley's flop house back at c-squat um, <laughs> It's probably spicy squat. Okay, so Sam is just like all uppity, and we see Sam at his most uppity this in this episode. Oh yeah, he is not. It does not understand why they are even entertaining talking into and working with Crowley. So they're about to go on a mission, and Crowley's like, "Nope, Sam, you gotta stay here. I don't like you. I don't trust you, and you keep trying to kill me." Aw, you're not invited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, 
he's like, well, Dean, if that's not cool with you, you can just enjoy your last few sunsets. But Dean's like, stops him and is like, all right, no. And Sam is not stoked about this. And this is a little surprising, a little bit at this point in their relationship for Dean to be willing to separate and go do this. But Dean's like, no, we got to go. So him and Crowley peel out and baby. And, yeah, and I think that also because Dean's driving, right? And he's peeling out. So it either yeah. means he's in a hurry or he's really excited to be with his new friend Crowley. And this is where we start seeing the bud of, so we have Dusty Yell, but so the Crowley and Dean relationship that's going to start is very different. And then something else of it's very, very dear to my heart. And I, I, I'll have to SPN fam. Is there a name for this? I don't know if there is, but uh, it's just adorable. And just the, I don't like you, Sam. I want to hang out with Dean. And then Dean just being like, cool. I want to hang out with Crowley. I like it. <sighs> so <laughs> Sam's going to stay and drink, sit by the fire, drinking whiskey and talk to Bobby on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's just such a funny, like, just the idea of this itself is just, it's absurd. It is. But it's also but, fantastic. It's just like, I'm going to start like this fire that my demon started and sit here and drink my whiskey while my father figure also drinks his whiskey. This is yes. also the point in Supernatural where I start getting concerned about people's alcohol intake. Mm, fair. Yeah, but they both so, agree. Yeah, this I'm is just saying, totally Diana, start noticing it, all right? This is the point Noted. where you start observing it. Okay. Well, they basically agree, but they agree this is all crazy. But Bobby points out, he's like, look, we have no other fucking plans. Maybe it's time to do something crazy. So, um, and Sam starts asking some interesting questions of Bobby, though, I think here. But basically, he's asking how much Bobby remembers of being possessed because... Sam has come up with a bonkers plan that he is thinking that he will let the devil use his body as a vessel, but then he can try to take back over his body long enough to jump into the cage that they are going to create open for him by getting the rings. Yeah. Bobby is pissed. Bobby don't like this plan. Yeah, it's just like, no, no. And then he does what... You know, sometimes father figures do, and it's not the the best way to like go about dissuading somebody, but basically beats him down and yeah. tells him, "Is like, look, man, you can't even control your anger now. How are you going to control the devil when you can't control yourself?" Fuck. And then I'm also like, give Sam a little credit. Like, I feel like Sam's been doing pretty good, and he's not he's not total weak sauce. I don't know. So yeah. Well, he's just, he's, I think there still are, are some very valid concerns about his emotional control. I think that, and I think, but that also feeds into why the devil likes him and the devil talks about like why he'll be such a bad, ba- badass vessel to have is because he is a little bit like fiery. That yeah, way. he's a spicy vessel. Mm, no spicy, one wants a sad vessel. You're vessel. a spicy vessel. All right. So we're going to go from that to another inconspicuous stakeout. Totally inconspicuous stakeout outside of the hospital. Just parking right outside oh, of, gosh. not the hospital. This is the pharmaceutical. This is Nubia's. The pharmaceutical company. Yes. I'm yes. sorry. And we've got um, 
Crowley explains that it's all the um, human shields are on the lower levels, but the actual demons are on the upper levels. He's good to have so, around. Yeah. So Dean's like, oh, we got to sneak in. Crowley's like, fuck that. I ain't waiting for shit. And he appears in the lobby, disappears from the car, appears in the lobby and slits some throats. And the expression on Mark Shepard's face as he's doing this is just delightful, the glee. So, like, Dean, like, has a recognition. So Jensen's just like, oh, no, like, no one's in my car. And then it cuts into the lobby. And there is Mark Shepard. And he's got the knife. And he just, like, looks at the camera and he goes, ha And he cuts the dude's throat. It was so fucking awesome. It was so good. It worked for me a lot. Dean is a little distressed by this. <laughs> I guess like you're supposed to be distressed, but I just think it's hysterical. Uh, <sighs> and, uh, but Crowley's like, look, we've got a tight schedule. It's time for you to go get him, tiger. Probably put Dean on the elevator to go back up. And Dean's like, the fuck? Uh, and Crowley's like, yeah, no, it's not safe up there. There's demons. <laughs> He's not wrong. Anyway. He's not wrong. Yeah, but he basically gives Dean instructions on what do what you told I told you. Just be convincing. So Dean's going on his own to try to convince a demon to flip to their side. Basically, at least that's what he thinks. So we cut to Brady's office, and from inside the office, we hear a thud, and. Brady gestures his door open and I'm not sure if that's just an executive thing, right? Like you've got like the baller office and you can just wish your doors open with your hands. Definitely bucket list. Yeah. Or if it's a demon it's thing, rad. but you know, eh. yeah, no, it was rad. So, um, he immediately asks Dean about Sam and what? that's not great. So, uh, yeah, um, he said, you know, I'm not there to ask you for anything, but Dean go, just continues what his plan is, is to tell Brady that he's not there to ask you for anything. I'm there to offer something that, you know, he's got the rings of the two of the horsemen heard you wanted them back and would pay for them. Um, and you just have to go with me quietly to do this transaction and that's it. That's it, right? And then Brady counters that offer. Uh, Coffee is for closers, Dean. And those (laughs) rings are useless because they're just shriveled up little hunks of horsemen. You know what I want? I want want some retribution. I'm going to take it out of your ass. Rip it right out of your ass. Oh, this is not how things are supposed to go. (laughs) No. And Brady calls this quite you know therapeutic as he beats the fuck out of dean down this hallway with blood all over dean's face he's on the ground but dean manages to make it to the elevator being and pursued. it does look therapeutic i mean not like <sighs> i don't want to kick dean i don't want to hate jenton and the alcohols either no. but like if it was something that would not was not actually a person that would not be hurt that i could just like kick down a hallway yeah that would be mm. therapeutic <laughs> but not dean no mm. Mm-mm. no but dean makes it back down to the main floor and as soon as he gets there he gets hit in the back of the head by brady and knocked the fuck out but 
uh, well, Crowley. He, also, he elbows in the head. Like, it's a nice wrestling move. Oh. And I do enjoy a good elbow oh. that is like, if you don't fight me, because that's one of my go to strikes. But okay. yeah, as Noted. he does that, like, Crowley pops up. He's got this the sack, this burlap There's, sack. He's, with he's the got a burlap trap. sack ready to roll with a pentagram on it and everything. Oh, it's a devil's trap. Not a pentagram. It's a yeah. devil's trap. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's sigils on it too, though. Uh, it's basically what it is. It's just it's a devil's trap in a sack. That's a, okay, that's a rhyme. So devil's it's a trap de- sack. Devil's trap sack. And but also, I do want to know, like, when, like, that. Wh- where did you acquire the sack? Just, <laughs> where did, you had the marker, and then just you here. just like you took your time to draw on your sack. It's an effort to find a sack like that these days. They don't just you don't don't buy you potatoes to in them anymore. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Hobby Lobby, Michaels, something like Joanne. Maybe Joanne's if you're lucky. I don't know. Yeah, depending Anyways. on what day you're in Joanne's, like who's there, like what's going on. Like, yeah, shit mm-hmm. happens at Joanne's, guys. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy in there. But anyway, so like this sack on his head is like gonna keep him from cock smoking out, right? So right. so it's smart. And then he just proceeds to beat the shit out of him with a crowbar, which apparently yeah. was also Mark Shepard was not instructed to beat him that many times. And originally it was like this flimsy crowbar that like when he hit him was bouncing too much. So he got like this rubber thing. So he basically beat the fuck out of the stunt dude with the rubber crowbar. Ow. Ow. Still kind of hot. So anyway, so. And apparently this was the plan all along. Crowley knew this was going to happen. Not shocked. Poor Dean. Uh Uh-oh. But... Anyway, but Crowley's like, yeah, no, it had to be believable that you were shocked that he didn't take the deal. So, yeah, it is what it is. And that's so. what you get for working with a demon. <laughs> um, I love it so much. So we're going to go back on the road. And, oh, back on the road. Things They're are driving. getting dirty in the backseat. They are. They're getting fucking blood all over the upholstery. And Dean is pissed. What is baby vinyl? What it, what's her what's her upholstery situation? Mm, uh, I mean, it's probably vinyl. It's I mean, it's not. I, I would. I don't see the. Uh, I would guess vinyl is a safe guess there. Yeah, so that could stain blood can stain blood can stain. I could get it if it was like a light colored vinyl. Like, oh, and if it's perforated, I mean, I know it's black, but like still like ugh, gross. I don't know. Um. But Crowley car- Crowley's carving a sigil into the chest of Brady because it ties him down to the meat suit so he can't black cock smoke out. And um, Crowley then tells Dean that they need to go a different route because they cannot go to Sam because Sam and Brady have history. <gasps> and Dean is not into this. He's like, nope, I need to fucking know what's going on before I make that decision. Yeah, he just like rips the car over and is like, motherfucker, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. It's a stunt driving episode. Yeah, there's there was some very nice driving and lots of good baby action in it. Well, we cut and then we cut to Sam who is literally twiddling his thumbs, literally twiddling his thumbs today there while he's waiting for for them in the squat. Do people know how to do that anymore? Well, because you're twiddling your thumbs on your phone is where you're twiddling. I guess. That's weird to think about. You're right. Holy shit. That just blew my mind. Okay, go ahead. All right. So then we cut, like, Sam is, like, coming downstairs, and he's just, like, you know, Crowley's just, like, where is Dean? And Crowley's, like, look, uh, I disagree with this plan. I begged Dean not to come back here. We should be miles away. 
but this is um this is what we got to do sam you need to um go out and go ahead and not ruin our last best hope remember it's the end of the world so sam goes to the other room where we have dean and brady tied up sitting inside the middle of a devil's trap and, and still has a sack on his head and i don't know i don't head. know why he looks so funny but like him with the sack on his head just cracks me up uh, i don't know why it just does i think maybe because it's just very it's a very silly sack it's kind of silly silly sack Silly sack. <laughs> silly sack. Oh. Uh, and Dean, so at this point, though, he's just like, dude, you gotta stay on mission, bruh. Bruh, stay on mission. That's why I trust you. I trust you. But then Brady, through his hood, says, Sam? And he just Dean starts talking. moves the hood, and Sam recognizes him. Oh, and says, Brady hasn't been Brady in years. Oh, So shit. we find out that Sam and Brady, this is the Brady that was Sam's BFF and roommate in college. And since the middle of sophomore year, though, Brady was a demon. Yeah, not good. That means that Brady's also the person that introduced Sam to Jess. Oh, uh, shit. No, no. And this really goes into, like, more of that fate oh. shit, right? And so we have, like, how far back, like, his life was being fucked with. <clears throat> and manipulated. so... Yeah. But I think also, like, Sam realizing this is a re- this guy is a reason that Jessica is dead. I don't think he's mm-hmm. even gotten to, like, the rest of it, right? How fast could you process that? Like, that has to be, like, a mind... That's a lot of mind Total fuckery. Mind fuck. Right? Total so, mind fuck. Would never have met Jessica if it wasn't for him. She would still be alive. And then he hasn't even gotten to, like, the second part of, like, why he was introduced to Jessica in the first place, right? So now he's just dealing with the Brady shit. And oh, yeah. so, and Dean's just, like, won't let Sam go after him. He's like, oh, no, no, we need him. No, get him out. We need him. We need him. And Crowley's pretty, Crowley's actually kind of amused that we've got Brady all proud of himself for, you know, getting Sam all fired up. So, um, yeah, basically... Dean says that Brady needs to help get them Pestilence's information. That's it. And um, Sam is just shocked that they're still trusting Crowley on this at all. And he actually yeah. makes a throwback and, to himself. Well, and I want to I want to pause you here because I think I may have lost something, and we may have to cut because you you cut out. Uh, mm. So I'm not quite sure you pointed out that when Crowley was talking to him, that he thanked Sam for having Brady all nice and fluffed. Mm-hmm. Did you talk about that? I didn't say it directly, but that's why I was saying that Crowley was glad that he got him all fired up. Uh, but like fluffed is, you know, he was a fluffer. Right, which is I just feel like I had an urge to point out what a fluffer is, in case oh, people are well, audience. You can to- go ahead. You can go ahead and, and do that. I was just going to skim past it, but go. You for just want to skip past the fact that basically Crowley <sighs> said so. A fluffer is somebody who gets people hard on a porn set before, mm-hmm. like so, like if a guy has to, you know, do like a, a scene and he's get his dick hard really fast that's somebody who is there who helps get his dick hard either by jacking him off sucking him or whatever you do in order to fluff him and so sam he thanks sam for getting nice and fluffed and then he goes to finish the job so 
just a very sexual thing that happened that I had to point out. And Diana's well, like, so God gonna, damn it, why did you have to point to, that out? I was, I was talking about <laughs> Sam realizing the trust issues that he has developed for Demons, oh, which is fair at this point because he he's made like a he character realization that's so much more important yeah. than penises and people like getting fluffed <sighs> and finishing oh, jobs whatever uh yeah but he's talking about how their trust of crowley reminds him how he trusted ruby and he trusted brady at school so he's seeing the parallels which is feeding his distrust of this whole situation but it's growth also growth it is so um and we Crowley's did, yeah. gonna sit Crowley's gonna try to sell Brady on this whole plan. And Crowley or Brady's not buying it. He's like, look, we've you know Brady's I, not convinced that they're fucked. He knows that Crowley's fucked. That's he's like, no, at. I've seen this timeshare. Yeah, I've been here for a week and the all inclusive was really nice, but I know that I can't, you know, sublet this timeshare with Mabel in January and I'm not interested, Crowley. And so yeah. he basically counters and he's like, look, you think you have like, you've got the play here, but Lucifer's never going to let you die, man. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Brady's gonna stay on what he call what he considers the winning side, and then that song started playing in my head. Thank you, Oingo Boingo. Anyways, um, <clears throat> but um, I, my comment: Brady is real douchey, cocky, right? Super yeah. like cocky. Brady looks girl. like he runs a pharmaceutical company, and oh. so I have no sympathy for Brady whatsoever, or at least the thing that is inhabiting him. No. I kind of like, yeah, torture him, whatever. But I do appreciate that Crowley is just baller. It was like, and we're done. And he walks out, which is like the key to like making sales or negotiations, right? Is no one to walk like, away. You just know when to walk away and like, eh, that's fine. And he's just like, yeah, then did you. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Dean sitting around drinking beer with books. And um, asks it, Crowley if Brady is buying Girl Scout cookies. And uh, Crowley says, not yet. Where's your moose? And I think this is the first time, and I know you may not, is, this is the first time that we hear Sam references moose. So it yes. is a supernatural canon. I don't know. Something should happen here. Fireworks, some, something. I don't know. Blow some shit up. Whatever. Moose. <laughs> Make all the girl boy moose go. Alright. So Crowley starts explaining to Dean that Brady just won't budge, so he's gonna open a hive, kick open a hive of demons. And he silently, so I put, he flaps away, and then I just start questioning, like, he doesn't flap, so what do demons do? Do they pop? Do they vanish? Do they, like, what do they do? Well, they might flap. They could flap. But they don't right? have wings, right? That's what makes the flapping happen. That's true. So demons true. just, I don't I guess they just pop. Pop. Whoop. Pop out. But they don't make a pop sound. I wish they did. That would be satisfying. It would. And then Dean washes his face in the sink. Ew. He has to go wash his face in the sink. Ew. Give Sam the opportunity to lock him in there with a chair. Would you bathroom. Would you do that? Wash your face in that sink? Yeah. I think, I, I think I'd just be dirty. I mean, but no. the water was, like I said, the water was surprisingly water clean. Was clear. Yeah. So Sam locks him in there, pulls the demon blade, and going to go after Brady. And Brady's um, just trying to just talking just talking Sam's ear off. We get a little monologue. Um, 
and, you know, talking about how when, you know, yeah, I was your best friend. And when I came back from that break and I was all messed up and I dropped out of pre-med with drugs and bitches, this is line, uh, and that Sam was a good friend trying to get me back on track, but yellow eyes didn't send me to be your friend. <gasps> no, they were losing him. He was mild mannered sack of piss. Ouch. So, what kind of sack holds pee? Mm. I mean, it's obviously I mean, not I mean, the burlap sack. Porous, yeah, not something non-porous. I don't like, know. And why would you have a sack of piss? Like this whole light, I was just like, ew. And then I like heard started, it as a saying before. You yeah, but no, I was just then I started picturing. Remember when like people we had the last like gas scare and people were carrying like the the plastic bags full of like gasoline and I just like pictured those who have pit. So that's what I was thinking. Uh, So then Brady just drops in that he got Sam to love someone that was very innocent and then he toasted her. And so now we're learning. Pure, sweet, innocent piece of tail. So gross. So fucking gross, man. Oh, it's fucking douche, Uh man. Like, it's just like, uh, uh, uh. And he laughs about toasting her on the ceiling. And Sam's about to snap. Sam cuts his neck a little bit and Brady's goading him for it. But Sam stops. And then the next scene, Sam's letting Dean out of the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Did he do it? Did he do it? No. Brady's still alive. Cause Sam agrees that they need him. Yay. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. Oh, so Crowley shows up and uh, informs Brady that Brady's going to live forever too. Because he just completed a massacre at a demon nest. But I let one live and let it slip that um, Brady left his post because they, Crowley and Brady, are lovers in league against Satan. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is amazing also i feel like lovers and leagues against satan is some sort of mom's group that came out with satanic panic but and he's i was just you know he's like tell me what you know but then we hear oh or not quite but it's the sweet chimes of my favorite puppers next to kevin faith and ash of course hellhounds son of a bitch they put the demons in the massacre in the nest, put one of the trackers on Crowley. So now the hellhounds have followed him there. This is not well. But Brady's like, fuck this. If you, I'll tell you anything you want if you get me out of here. <laughs> Effective, I guess. Uh, but Crowley's like, nope, it's too late. Oh, well. Because, I, gonna... am, I, because I am the Cesar Milan of hellhounds. That's what I mean. Well, he he just disappears. Yeah. Well, he, because he knows, like, he knows his hellhounds. And he is just like, mm. no, nah, that's my shit. So uh, recognize my Cesar Milan of hellhounds joke. That was a good joke. I like it. Okay, like thank it. you for acknowledging it. And so they're way past go, and yes, he does. He flips the coin to Dean, and he just and pops out. So baller, baller move. Mm-hmm. So we got the Hellhounds breaking in. We got Dean getting salt and shotguns, and Sam's trying to untie Brady. While saying, uh, "I told you so." 
Yeah. And they're trying, and Dean's actively trying to shoot the hellhound and not having a lot of luck. But then Crowley's back. What? And he's distracted the hellhound. And he tells Dean that he's currently, he's invested currently and tells the hellhound to stay. He goes, Psst. Cesar Milan, right? And then he goes, Psst. Psst. stay. And then they're like, what? It is a hellhound whisperer? Ooh. It is. And Dean asks if he can control them. He says, that one. And he pats one on its head right by him. And he's a big boy. He brought his own and tells it, stick him. And then we have this whole crazy hellhound fight. Okay. That so, you cannot see. Yes, it is an invisible dog fight. And then I'm like kind of upset because there are doggos fighting. And I don't like it when doggos are fighting and it's very upsetting. And but also according to the suck stunt coordinator Lou Bolo, the stunt people were doing this, right? So they had to wear green from top to bottom and they could barely see and they were diving through windows, landing on tables, going through doors and walls and all that shit. So I recommend going back and watching this scene again, knowing That's that wild. all those effects were people, people. and not cool. just like things popping up. I just... Knowing that watching it was like made it, oh, it just kind of made it so much bigger and made yeah. it slightly less upsetting that these were fake invisible dogs that were having a fight because yeah. I don't like the idea of dogs fighting. But okay. I do also enjoy the idea of a giant hellhound. I know. Giant, because like the where like Crowley like put his hand, that dog is way taller than me sitting down mm-hmm. and I could ride him. You could ride him. Liz needs a, a saddle for her hellhound. Yes, please. <laughs> Dear Krampus, oh. all I want for this year is okay. So <laughs> they is, and when they then they escape to their car and Carly leaves his doggo behind. Well, but he didn't have him he didn't have him with him earlier. He's okay. He's he'll come back. He's mm. good he's a good doggo. Okay. I really picture that dog looking like Kevin and so all hellhounds look like heaven. They do. All right. So, but so they're in the car and then we cut to an alley. Yes. And in this alley, we've got Brady hands Crowley a note and said, he's like, look, I'm sure pestilence will be there. Uh, I've got no reason to lie. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you now. Um, and Cause you've, you know, screwed me now for eternity. So, and Crowley's like, no, I'll do you a favor. Hmm. Hmm. And in the background, we've got Dean, uh, or sorry, uh, Sam standing there with a the demon blade, and Dean is pouring salt to block off this alleyway. And, and also in the background of this alleyway is framed the Impala. Framed. Yes. Uh, Such a good framing. So sexy. I love the way they did that. It was so good. It's very noir, yeah. and it's just because it's dark and kind of like drizzly. It's like, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Dean gives a little pep talk, I guess now of his own about all these angels, all these demons, all these sons of bitches. They just don't get it. We're the ones they should be afraid of. It's so good. It's such a good speech. I love that one. But Brady's like, I'm an evil villain. So I have to monologue. Ugh. And he's mocking Sam. So mocks them for trusting, mocks him for having the same stuff in his veins. And then so 
and then tell Sam the difference between you and a demon is your hell is right here. Oof. So yeah, Sam and also him. like it's with <laughs> a demon plate. And they're also before the stabbing too. But beyond that, there's also in line the reason this is running through your veins, and you hate us because you hate yourself. It's a rough one. It's a rough one. But then Sam stabs him. And you get the demon lightning flicker. And Sam kind of smirks. He smirks a lot. A little dark. A little dark. So. Okay. So, and this whole monologue about Sam hating himself, like, is, I think it's a pretty crucial thing. But also, duh. Like, haven't we been dealing with this for, like, five years? Like, so, you're, like, Brady, you think you're, like, dropping, like, some giant so, bomb um, that Sam has to what? learn? But I think Shocking. Sam's been dealing with this, oh, I have demon blood inside of me, for a bit. I don't I don't want to be a freak. I'm going to be a super freak. I don't want to be a freak. Oh, I'm evil. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. Yeah, hopefully by now you've worked through this. I mean, granted, like, Brady brings up a whole other shit. You need to work on that stuff. Let's let's not regress. Let's go back to the other thing. Well, so after he stabs him, he walks away, and he just leaves the stabbed corpse in an alley. So, like, next season on Dateline, the tragic story of Brady, who recovered from his downward drug spiral of after, like, he came back from Thanksgiving and he was changed, but he fought his way out of it, became the head, like, CEO of a a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company, company, only to tragically die in an alleyway. Like, what really happened? So, that'll be next season on Dateline. Uh, And then, yeah, and then then once again, we're just like, oh, baby, in the alley. Yes. So, we got to unexpectedly to bobby's house and and so again like i kind of like i don't know if this is true but remember how the last scene from last week's episode was supposed to be the first scene of the next week's yes do you feel like this could have been the first scene of next week's well i don't know because i haven't seen next week's I don't know, but I just mean like you could have stopped in the alley, right? I think that would have been uh, no, fine. That, that would have been a fine ending. I agree. Yes, that would have been a fine ending to the episode. Yeah, so I kind of don't mind these carryovers though. I, think I they're don't interesting. because it also feels like a good teaser, right? Like it it's a good teaser. So we cut to Bobby's house. Yeah, and he's on the phone talking to Rufus. Um, they're basically they're looking they're looking for omens that could be signs of death the, the, the big horseman. d they're looking for the big d the big d and then crowley's there bobby is not Ooh! happy that crowley's there he just pops in a lot like kind of like Cassie's just, oh, would you? i'm here bobby points his pistol at him crowley tries to introduce himself bobby shoots him anyway crowley is annoyed because he liked that suit Yes. So, but, and we um, also learned that his meat suit was a moderately successful literary agent out of New York. I could see that. I could see that that being a, a literary agent. Yeah. So he explains to Bobby that he's there to look out for himself because Sam and Dean are out looking for ring number three, but we're still going to need ring number four and we're going to need help. So Bobby's like, well, do you know where death is? And Crowley's like, nope, I don't. So Bobby points shotgun at him and tells him to leave. Well, and he uh, well he so does like the of... Bobby version of the get right. off my lawn and yes. tells him to get the hell off my property before I blast you so full of rock salt 
you crap margaritas which is a jimmy buffett song i really need (laughs) yeah more than more than most of the others um so carly's like no but i can get death's location it's a spell and there's an embarrassing technicality though um so and bobby guesses that i need my you need my soul and carly's like i've I've done more with less and i thought that was really funny and he also points out that most of the people who are getting grammys shouldn't be thanking god they should be thanking Mm -hmm. him which is also fair if you look at the number what you who wins grammys anyways uh but i also think like well no shit why didn't they try this with sam or dean like why like he's a crossroads demon like so apparently like this is how he he works you can make a wish yes he needs your soul. Mm-hmm. And according to him, like, uh, as we'll learn, he'll, like, he's going to give it right back. So, but, like, why right are back. we just, why are we just doing this now? Why don't you just find, like, I don't know, like, Tom on the street? Like, you know, yeah. like, we can't risk Sam or Dean's soul. Like, what about, you know, yeah. Ben over here? He looks fine. Like, he's got, right. like, hey, can we just borrow your soul for a second? Can you just wish this? Yeah. So, You're fighting your I like war Bobby's response. Yeah, Bobby's. I like Bobby's response though. Is okay. Here's my counter, and he shoots Crowley with a shotgun. Yeah, uh, but Crowley's still undeterred. He's like, "Nope, I'm an ally because an enemy of my, you know, the enemy of my enemy. So I'll give your soul right back. So just think about it." And Bobby does think about it, and that's where we leave off. It is. It's where we leave, and just like this very like, "I'll give it right back," and. So good, but it is like a very like uh, that's a good cliffhanger. Like, is Bobby going to give up his soul? Mm. I don't know. Uh, so, do we want to do some casting couch and then come back? Sure. Okay. Casting couch is the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? Hit casting couch real fast. Um, so we've got um, Brady is played by Eric Johnson. Uh, he was the teen Tristan in Legends of the Fall. He has a lots of um, a lot of a lot of movies. Was that Robert, roles in TV was that Robert Redford as a, as a youngin? I think so. Yeah, I think and that then, did it for me as a kid, like as a, a younging, a blooming adolescent woman. I think I remember a young Robert Redford being quite attractive. So he's in a lot, a ton of television, a lot of single episodes, a lot of smaller roles in movies. Um, he did a run of Christmas movies in the early 2010s. Uh, he was um, Jack Hyde in Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Ooh. He's a regular character named Whitney on Smallville, an ongoing character named Eric on Vikings, and uh, mm. Chad Mulligan on American Gods. Oh, yes, yes. You know, I'd also like to see, like, I was like, now nah, I'm probably just going to see gentleman. He's a handsome gentleman. Like, I would like to see him with Eric from um, Ooh, True Blood. Yeah. yeah, y'all should do a calendar together. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then our, um, uh, the doctor from the beginning is uh, Carmen Moore. 
She's uh, a re- she's a regular character, um, Kristen, on the Flash TV series. She's um, Hannah on the Nancy Drew TV series. So she's she's all up in CW. Um, she was also on a couple episodes of Vikings and an episode of Smallville. So that's just a funny overlap I, I caught. Um, she's also in a couple other episodes of Supernatural, uh, and she's done a few episodes of I Zombie, um, the Magicians, and a lot of other just single episodes of oh, television. Yeah. Then we've got um, Doctor Drake. Um, was the um, doctor from the the scientists in the first uh, or the the scene at the at the lab in the beginning? Uh, he's a Lebanese Canadian gentleman named Mark Ganime, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Yeah, but I see uh, him a lot. He was um, his first role, and I and I just, I love how it's written, and it's like, man, acting is weird, and credits are weird. His first role ever was uncredited. But it was uh, the Julia Lewis movie called uh, Chasing Freedom. But he was um, uh, in a movie, or uh, sorry, an ongoing show called Helix. He had, it was a pretty uh, major uh, balacera on that. A lot of television, just single episodes. He's done a, he did a run of his Christmas movies himself in the late 2010s. And he's on that TV show as um, uh, Dr. Hayek on uh, Virgin River, which is a pretty popular Netflix show. Yeah, I looked at what Virgin River was, and it looked. Bleh. Yeah, I, I swear he was a baddie in something else. Damn it! Okay, go on. Well, and then Doctor Keller is the um, other doctor, the um, the 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 African American doctor, Chris Shields. Um, done a lot of TV, a lot of single episodes, but we're talking Nancy Drew and some multiple, like where it's like four episodes or things like reoccurring characters, but not a regular character. But Nancy Drew, Riverdale, Smallville, Fringe, Batwoman, Wayward Pines, iZombie, um, bit parts in movies, um, including bit parts by like smaller roles, not a knock, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Fifty Shades of Grey, Chappie which you don't hear references to very often. Uh, the BFG, he, he did um, some Christmas movies as well, including Christmas in Dollywood. And, um, and uh, is a, a movie called, uh, uh, called Elysium. He was a doctor in that as well. I remember Elysium very well. So there we go. Very cool. That's what we got for Casting Couch this week. Casting Couch. So yeah, um... I really enjoyed Crowley. I understand. I understand now, Liz. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think we're really, like, this episode allows him to bloom a lot as a character. But I would like to know, like, what your reaction was to this whole idea of how far, like, pulling Brady being back that somebody, Sam knew from college. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think that it's not, like, was it surprising? It was a surprise, was but it... it wasn't a total shock because, like, I mean, like the the just thing is fucking harsh. But I mean, the implication has been that everything they've been doing and have done has been faded and fated, f a t e d. That's what I'm saying, not fated, but fated and been they've been their lives have been fucked with because of who they are forever. So I found like at first I'm like, oh fuck. And I'm like, well, is it, is it really that shocking? Maybe not. Maybe it's not that shocking after all. You know, it's but it's you're catching it's on. Fucking <laughs> it's fucking mean. Poor, yeah, that poor Sam. 
poor Sam. But yeah, I think that, that was that was kind of my reaction, my process on it was I was like, damn. And I was like, oh, that sucks, but it's not super shocking. No, so. I get that. But I still think it was a good plot line. It was. I agree. I, I enjoyed that. I think I think that's going to mentally fuck with Sam more, but I also think it's going to make them dig in more on the importance of this and really focus, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, so we've got two episodes left to go. Uh, any mm-hmm. predictions? Um, I think we're going to have some more mucus in the next episode because they've got to okay. get pestilence, and I'm not looking forward Fair. to that. That is that a good a thing bit. to be afraid of. I don't want any more. He's very mucusy. He is very mucusy. What else? Um... I think that Sam's going to have some more emotional volatility as he processes everything that's going on. And Dean's not going to handle that well. And so I think the, the crux of the season though, who will say yes to the dress to the vest? Uh, Who's going to say yes to the vest? I, 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 I don't know if anybody's going to yet. I'm, we'll I'm still in the zone that they're both going to say no. All right. We will find out in the upcoming episodes of Double Straw Podcast. Leaving you on cliffhangers. That's what I'm saying. Let's wrap this shit up. All right. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get a production. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.